Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellicadow, the S&P, NASDAQ, all advancing right now. We have got 13 minutes to go ahead of the close. Stocks rebounding from the biggest sell-off since May. Wall Street liking the latest jobs report. S&P up 16 to 24.26, up Seven-tenths of one percent. NASDAQ up 66, up 1.1 percent. The Dow up 98 points, up five-tenths of one percent. The tenure down 5.30 seconds. The yield 2.39 percent. Gold is now down 12.80 the ounce, down 1.1 percent. And crude oil, 44.30 a barrel, down $1.22 on WTI. That is a drop of 2.7 percent. I'm Charlie Pellett. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. Well, the ETF report is brought to you by BlackRock. Worried about market volatility, minimum volatility strategies might be able to help. To learn more, visit blackrock.com slash factors prepared by BlackRock Investments, LLC. Here is that ETF report with Jenna Dagenhart. Passive ETFs are attracting investors at the fastest rate ever. Inflows for the first half of the year reached a record $246 billion. This was a monumental first half. I've been, you know, watching ETFs and uh, working as an analyst for 10 years, and I've never seen anything like this. This is about double what any other first half has had in terms of flows. That's Bloomberg Intelligence ETF analyst Eric Balchunas. He says BlackRock and Vanguard accounted for about two-thirds of the take, largely into their cheapest funds. About half the money went to products below 15 basis points of a fee. So you just really see this movement of investors who really want near free exposure to um, all of the asset categories. And ETFs are the product vehicle that's serving that up. Well, Junis adds that this could just be the tipping point. More flows beget more flows. People see their colleagues doing it. Advisors see other advisors doing it. And all of a sudden, you've got a lot of uh, people putting money into ETFs. I'm Jenna Dagenhart, and that's your Bloomberg ETF report. All right, everybody, this week's look at venture capital brought to you by Eisner Amper International Tax Professionals. Multinational companies must prepare for tax reform. Transfer pricing, new territorial tax system, cash repatriation. EisnerAmper.com slash 2017 tax reform. This is Bloomberg Radio. Yep, we got two. Two for the price of one right here. Taking a look at the world of venture capital. Uh, and that includes what uh, VW Volkswagen is up to. Let's bring in Erin Zlomek. Uh, she is editor here at Bloomberg News in our Bloomberg 1130 studio in New York City, along with Lily Katz, fintech reporter at Bloomberg News. Lily, I want to kick it off with you because there's a story um, about Volkswagen, uh, VW, and their uh, some recent investments that they did. What exactly have they done? Yeah, so Volkswagen's uh, financing arm actually invested in this app called Auto Gravity, and it's a it's a vehicle financing app. And what they do is they they partner with banks and they connect car buyers and with uh, lenders and dealers, and they give these buyers uh, loan and lease offers. And so the idea is to sort of make the car shopping and financing processes faster and more convenient as well as more transparent and accessible for uh, these car buyers. And it also helps the lenders get access to millennials who might prefer to, you know, use their phone and sit on the couch rather than actually going in and filling out a bunch of paperwork in person. There's a Volkswagen car, Corey, right behind you. I think there was, and the guy's late in his payment. He doesn't want anyone else to hear about this. Exactly. 
Yeah. So, but Volkswagen Credit um, is the it's a financial services arm of Volkswagen, and they they just invested thirty million dollars in Auto Gravity, uh, and they also launched their own Volkswagen Credit app that is powered by this company Auto Gravity. That's interesting because I was going I was I was going to ask you know like General Motors has had GMAC or had GMAC you know that they all had their kind of financing arms. Um, has VW had their own financing arm up to now? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I think these, you know, these car companies kind of realize they need to, you know, stay up to date on millennial and tech habits. So they're uh, investing in these uh, fintech startups. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 interesting too that there's so much innovation happening in both the finance in the, in the payments uh, space, uh, but also uh, in, focused on cars because they have such large ticket items. There's so much money changing hands there. Right, and so in addition to this investment that was announced this week, uh, Auto Gravity, they're also backed by the German car maker Daimler, mm. um, and Daimler mm. <laughs> actually had several of its founders um, were. Or sorry, several of Auto Gravity's uh, founders were ex-finance execs from Daimler, so they're racking up the funding here. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. You know, I want to bring in Aaron Zlomek, editor at Bloomberg News. You know, Aaron, we've talked about a lot of VC kind of getting into that car area, uh, kind of around the globe, and so that's certainly a trend. There's also, though, uh, a trend of a lot of VC money going into lots of things healthcare. Yeah, so this uh, last week, actually, we saw an investment in Patient Point. This is a healthcare technology company that sells advertising in hospitals and doctor's offices. The company operates digital monitors and touchscreens in waiting areas, exam rooms, and hospital rooms. Can I tell you why I resent this? Go ahead. <laughs> well, the majority of the content they run on these screens is related to patient education. So, for okay. example, instructions to caregivers or a description of a certain procedure. And interspersed with that is advertising the idea of being that pharmaceutical companies especially would pay a lot of money to reach that audience. That's my moment to catch up on People Magazine. Doesn't anybody <laughs> know that's why you go when you're in? I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, but that makes a sense, right? You've got a really focused, um, targeted audience. Yeah. And so they've raised $140 million from Searchlight Capital Partners and Silverpoint Capital. This follows a similar investment made last month. The venture capital arms of Alphabet and Goldman Sachs participated in a $500 million funding round for Outcome Health which is a competitor to Patient Point. Alcom Health says that deal valued the company at over $5 billion. So you are seeing this attracting some oh attention. Oh, my God. $5 billion, Corey. I was, it's, it's massive. Um, uh, Goodness. What else do you see going on uh, in, in this and what would otherwise have been a slow week? Another deal on our radar was for Xiaogang.com. This is an e-commerce company based in China that covers the steel industry. China is the world's largest exporter of steel. Xiaogang connects buyers and sellers through its online platform. It also offers logistics, storage, and processing services. The company has over 60,000 active corporate buyers on its site, and its daily transaction volume covers about 200,000 tons of steel. It raised $71 million from China Renaissance and a fund started by a Chinese steel company. It's interesting. So it's like a vertical network, right, for those in the steel industry. And, and I guess this app, what it, what does it 
it's what, helping with buying and so on and so yep. forth. Yeah, it connects buyers and sellers, and then if you need to store the steel that you purchase or process it or buy certain products, all of that is covered by this site. Now, Zhaogang huh. said it plans to use this money to expand in Russia, and when you look at the worldwide demand for steel, that makes a lot of sense. So, worldwide demand for steel is expected to increase about one percent this year and one percent in 2018. However, in developing con- economies, excluding China. Demand is expected to be grow 4% this year and 5% in 2018, Russia being a central part of that. Is, um, any, uh, I don't know that. Speak much? No. <laughs> uh, is the Chinese government at all, at all involved in this? Um, no, not that I read. Not that I read related to this deal. Okay. Um, Zhaogang does have competition. A similar service called Oyil Steel was started by a Chinese steel company, Bao Steel, in 2015. And Oyil has about 41,000 active users compared to Zhaogang's 60,000. So clearly, there are a lot of players in this market and potentially more coming. Yeah, um, uh, and uh, even in this kind of week, I guess it's not Fourth of July in China. What? Well, so they could they could do deals over there. This would otherwise have been a quiet week in the U.S., right? Venture capitalists taking a week off. Yeah, you know the Brits don't celebrate the Fourth of July either. Uh, I noticed that. Yeah, it's funny how that works. Still sore. Was it a slow week? Was it slower, um, Aaron? Or do you see any kind of? We just got about twenty seconds. Are you seeing things slow down at all this summer? Well, I mean, overall this year, if you look compared to last year, uh, venture capital is about uh, the fundraising climate is up about seventeen percent right now this year over last year. If you wow. look at the Bloomberg Startup Index, which uh-huh. is like the just a gauge of the fundraising climate, so doing a lot better than we were this point last year. Not quiet. Yeah, not quiet not at all. Quiet. She looks like. She's been a busy lady. They both do. Lily Katz, fintech reporter at Bloomberg News with the latest on VW and one of their VC investments, uh, their VC arm, and, of course, our own Aaron Zlomek, editor at Bloomberg News. Both of them in our Bloomberg 1130 studio. Hey, don't go anywhere, everyone. We've got uh, the closing numbers on Wall Street. We'll bring them to you in just a moment right here on Bloomberg. Bloomberg.